We are the Love Jays, and you're listening to Married Millennials. A conversation about navigating life, love, and relationships, one student loan payment at a time. I'm Joy. I'm Justin. Let's get to it. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to episode 140 of Married Millennials. I hope all of you guys had an amazing Week and weekend, Joy and I are fresh off the plane from New York, the concrete, concrete jungle, jungle where dreams, where are, dreams made are made of. of and when dreams <laughs> realize that they're a little too hard to achieve. What? Uh, that's <laughs> no, how you're going to start the no, show? No, I'm not, I'm not going to start the show like that. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, you know, we talk about LA and you talk about New York, like all these are places where dreams are fulfilled, but these are also the places where dreams are crushed because you realize like it's tough. Like, and it just takes I persistence. I prefer to think of it as a place where dreams are reformed. Ooh, that's yeah. a bar. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, I know we all have plans and I actually talked about that this week in our weekly wellness newsletter of what's supposed to happen, what's supposed to happen. And I, the, the wellness challenge from last week was to reflect upon your year, um, but not be down on yourself, but just like really reflect. And so in doing that, I was thinking about everything that was supposed to happen this year. And if we think about how our year started, this year was supposed to quote unquote, look a lot different than it did. And that's not without hard work and especially on your end, really like bouncing the crap out of our finances. Yeah, this was this was an interesting <laughs> year. You know, when you when you you're staying on the, the topic of what it was supposed to be, you know, when I got laid off at the top of the year, it was January second when I got laid off. So my year got thrusted. The supposed to was right. immediately thrown to the to the wolves on, on day two of twenty eighteen. And you know, I quickly put some things together and, and launched our, our business and formed an LLC and started, you know, speaking. But if I'm being, you know, fully honest of what I thought my speaking career was going to look like in the first year and some successes I thought I was going to experience the first year, I would have thought it was going to be much more than it actually was. Mm-hmm. And that was an unbelievable eye-opening experience to say the least you know, because I had always said in the years prior to me being laid off that you know, my previous job was going to be my last job and because I felt that I was going to be with that organization for probably five to ten years and then once I transitioned out of years. there Jeez. I was going to be ready. Well originally I had said I was going to be with you the company five, for yeah. five years and I was going to reevaluate at my five-year mark which was yeah. November of this year. And so my, my whole plan was I was going to be there five to 10 years, and then I was going to transition out and focus on you know, entrepreneurship in a, in a full-time capacity. Obviously, that calendar got disrupted. And for me, you know, I, I, I took it as like, oh, this is a sign to really just go forth in your creativity and, and doing what you're supposed to do. And I still very much feel that that was the case. Uh, but it was met with a lot more struggle and difficulty than, again, I had anticipated. And it was an, an eye-opening experience because it, it showed me that I wasn't as good at some things that I thought I was as good at. Uh, I also you know, realized that some relationships that I believed were stronger than they were weren't as strong. Um, so it just revealed to me some relationships that you know, I had that weren't what they were. Uh, but you know, it also was a as a year of, of growth and understanding. You know, I, we talked about your know, last you know week's episode about pride and, and swallowing that pride. And you know, obviously I, I took a job as a 
assistant on a TV show. And I know for some of you who don't work in entertainment, you're like, man, you got a job at, on a TV show. I don't care what position it is. It's an, you know, you're working in, in entertainment. And well, yes, that's definitely true. You know, but you know, it took a, a lot of a pill to swallow when you're going from you know, being an executive of a multi-million dollar company to you know, serving lunches to people. You know, I, I don't care what kind of industry jump you're transitioning in. That, that takes a lot to swallow. Uh, and that job you know, came at a time where we needed that financial boost mm-hmm. uh, because I, I don't know where we would be right now uh, this December had that opportunity not come along. Uh, so it is definitely has not been a supposed to. It year. hasn't been, but that job spurred on a couple creative ideas for you. It has. And gave you a good idea of know-how for said creative ideas. Yes. So, (laughs) you know, that's how I feel. I'm just like, okay, well, yeah, we can say things didn't go exactly the way I wanted to, but again, it's all part of the path. And I do, I'm not, that's not to dismiss everything you're saying because I think the feelings behind everything is, that's, that's all real. But, but when you look at it, and that's why the exercise this week is to to find basically the silver lining. And I said, it's not going to be easy at first. At first, it's like, this didn't work out the way that it should have. And this didn't work out the way that it should have. And I feel some type of way about that. But what did I gain? What did I gain? What did I gain? I think that's how I try to live my life and try to encourage other people to look at things because you've, you always gain something. There is no situation on this earth where it's like, well, I didn't learn anything. <laughs> it, it's just, there, Everything there is, a, is a learning Even the experience. most painful, and I, I wouldn't examine probably the most painful lessons unless like you really feel like mentally equipped to do that. Uh, I would do that with the, with the help of a professional. Uh, but But yeah, I'm just... I don't know. I'm geeked on life. I'm just geeked on life. And back to New York, back to New York, we had our, I'm going to say it wrong. We had our auras read. <laughs> I like to call it an aura and Justin's making fun of me. The way Joyce says it sounds like, it's, you know what R. Kelly aura. says, it's the it's aura. aura. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what she was saying. I got my that's aura fair. read. That's fair. But basically part of my reading was, you're just really happy. <laughs> It was. It's true. My aura is like yellow as like can be. It looks like yellow exploded. And then it has like all the other colors of the chakra too. And I was like, my chakras are balanced. Yeah, Joy had all the, literally like all seven chakras were visible in her reading. Yeah. And at mine were not the case, but it wasn't a bad reading. It was reading. like indigo it, and yeah, it, yeah, it was, was still it was, it was very accurate when she broke down you know, the, the reading for us, which was, which was cool. Uh, but yeah, I will give you... you know, Full kudos and props. I mean, Joy has made an leaps and bounds from a mental standpoint in 2018 of just kind of embracing each moment and not being riled up by it and understanding that everything that come will pass and yeah. the everything will work itself out. And it's you know, a lesson that I definitely... Or turn into something better. Or turn into something better, yes. Yeah. And it's something that I, I definitely respect as your, as your husband and something that I want to embrace more in my life uh, because it has been a stressor at times. And you know, we'll just look at it from a financial standpoint. And I was actually talking to a friend of mine about this as well, is... And when you speak about manifestation and generating abundance, it requires you to lock into a mindset that regardless what is in your perceived reality, mm-hmm. to not let it bring you down and, and switch your, your vibrations, switch your mindset, but to really stay at a high level and optimize your thinking and your living. And I was explaining to my friend that because I manage the finances in our household, even when I have moments of 
this is what I'm manifesting, creating, and working towards. When I have to do our finances, it alters that mind state because I'm looking at direct numbers that are in my face. And there's sometimes when I'm doing it is that it it alters my my mind state, my emotional state of being. And because of it, it sometimes takes a little more to get back up Mm -hmm. those stairs into a, a right frame of mind. And I was explaining, you know, to her is, is that you know I'm I'm kind of envious of Joy because she doesn't have to really look at anything that alters her mindset. Is that she can just you know live a carefree life without the disruptions of reality, quote unquote. No, seriously, that's entering real. you know her life. Mm-hmm. And you know, yes, this is you know how I set it up. But then there's like kind of like a part of me was just like, well. What if I just don't do that too? You know, what would happen? And my friend was explaining, you know, she was like, you know, I keep my expenses very, very low. But she's like, I don't really look at my finances at all for that exact reason. And, you know, it had me thinking, but it was just like, I, I truly don't know if we could go a, you know, weeks or months, whatever the case it is, whatever the case it may be, without looking at something to make sure that we're still moving on a plane because yeah. i mean at the end of the day like you still got bills you you, you, you have, still to have to pay things ensure yeah. that that stability is there whatever stability and that's a loose frequent. word maybe it's like you know i check our finances on the first of the 15th like you would like when you get a paycheck maybe it's not you know maybe you just relinquish your hold a little bit and and i have i would say in the past few months i've gotten better at that better too and then it's just like i see a wave all at once so instead of it being sustained emotion now it's just a wave of emotion coming down also maybe it's a matter of saying okay i know that i'm getting ready to uh to check my finances so i'm gonna meditate about positivity or releasing negative emotion or you know financial abundance right before Mm, that's a good idea like it's to to maybe inf- reinforce your positive mindset before you go into something that may not be positive stimuli. Definitely, yeah, yeah. because it is. Because I know when you check the finance, <laughs> I do. I'm just like, oh no, I'm not trying to be around that because he just he immediately just like <gasps> it just there's a little switch, and I think it's I think it's discouraging, right? Because you feel like. We're, we're as human beings, I think we're looking for proof, right? So it's like, well, I've been in the, the mindset of abundance, but my finances don't reflect that. But your year does. Your year was hella abundant. So it's like, I, you can't look for things to be as black and white. Now, do I want l- loads and loads of money? Yes. Uh, is it a goal to have lots of money? Heck yeah, but also I know that I can recognize that so many things have happened this year in order for us to do the majority of things that we've done outside of you managing the finances. So abundance is still happening just because it's not happening the way that you thought it would doesn't mean it's any less valid. No, for sure. And like I said, I'm, I'm trying to find the, the balance. And I said, I like that idea is maybe you meditate before yes. going to, to like check. Like a good one. You need to find a good to one. To see where, where things yeah. are at. But it, it's just like an envious, like a, a way that I, and I understand you that. get to, to live life. And, and granted, you know, I, I would say there's probably a flip 
side is you know how I get to spend my weeks and my days are a lot more flexible than the way you get right. to spend your weeks and days. And I'm sure if you wanted to flip, you would be like, oh, I would love to have you know that kind of flexibility as well. You know, so it's reminding yourself yeah. is that there's there's pros and cons on on both sides, and you know there's not always one right way. Uh, but it's just something that that I've you know kind of been thinking on as we I wind understand down that, the and year. I think it's important to acknowledge envy because it does pop up but it is such an unnecessary emotion and that is ultimately again I'm going to bring it up why I got rid of Instagram because I couldn't get rid of the feeling and I for you it's hard because I'm sitting right up under you all the time and and to a way to negate your envy isn't to think well she's probably envious too like that's not that's not going to work because oh, I'm yeah. not like I'm not envious of your life or your path because I recognize that it is wholly yours. So maybe it would help you to recognize that my path is wholly mine. And, and if you were not checking the finances, it's not that like, well, then Joy would do the. Fi- I I wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Because <laughs> it messed my head up. I I understand what you're going through because I have gone through it. I've just decided like you know what I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not. I'm, I, I can't. I, I can't. But you have, you say that, but you have the freedom not to because there's someone who's looking out for you. Babe, do you think that I was like seriously looking at my finances before? Now, was I in the best position? No. And but, I was like, but you were, but, you were not in a good position. So no, like, let's but, be honest with that. But the other that. thing is that I understand more now than I used to. So even if you were like, hey, I need you to take care of your half of things, I could do it. But I wouldn't do it as meticulously as you do. Oh, for sure. That's, yeah. that's not your personality. But it, no. it's also, you, you have to note that you, you cannot do something because there is a yeah, support I, I system in place. You. Yeah. Like there, so I just, let's make that a little clear. Uh, because I think it's not all by, oh, I'm just going to choose this and everything's working out. It's that you're choosing, but you but also have like, an if opportunity. I think, if I think back to when I was making that $10 an hour and I had that apartment on my own, remember I was paying tithes and you could not understand how I was still making it. Do you remember that? Yeah. And but but my mindset back then was 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 abundance. Even still, even still, even without knowing that's the state that I was in. And then the minute that I stopped being in abundance, I started questioning. Like, wait a minute, how am I affording this? How am I affording that? How like I started to struggle. I started to struggle. But before that, I was fine. I was making all my bills. I shouldn't have been able to, but I did. I I, I it all worked out. So I don't know. I just. I think there's there's uh, the the healthiest pro- person is probably in the middle of us, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm up in the clouds and you're down on on solid earth. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's like trying to find that yeah. find that happy like up in the tree somewhere. Is probably little medium. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are just floating <laughs> like in the abyss. Like a really tall. But I love it there. Like I I I'm thriving there. Oh, so. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm a little envious. Yeah. Of, of that. That you, lifestyle. You can join me. You can join me. Okay, so if we both fly up in the into the stars, you can't be worried about anybody being on the ground, and you can't listen to people because people will say like, "Some one of you needs to be grounded in reality." So, yeah, you just you have to. I've learned not to listen to people. Like that's just kind of facts. I just I don't I don't listen to people. Not not in a disrespectful way, or not that they. You know they don't have anything to offer, but for the most part, people like to tell you what they want to hear like, does that make sense or what they're afraid of right and it's kind of like i appreciate you working that out on me but <laughs> but like <laughs> no thank you so that's that's just kind of where i am like when i look at people's lives and they tell me things like well you know 
one of you has to be doing that and one of you has to be doing this. And I look at, you know, that dynamic and I'm like, well, but this person's miserable and they're telling me what I have to do. Yeah, it, it's true. And, it, and it's such a, it's a, such a unique experience to, to kind of be a part of. And I have noticed that. And it's like part of my balance is you know, realizing what is good advice or sage advice and what is fear-based thinking that they are projecting on you. Yeah. And I think they can sometimes mimic each other. Yeah. And, it, and it's up to you to decipher you know, what that is. And it's something that I have been learning. But I will say I would I would argue 90% of the advice people give is fear-based thinking or it's wanting a wanting you to create a life that they think would be good for you. Right. But that's not necessarily fear-based thinking, but they just don't have the same picture. It's not for you. Yeah, they just don't have the same picture that you have for your life. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it's interesting. And I always get into into these moments now with the end of the year and now that my my contract with Boomerang has come to an end, you know, so now I'm back on the, the freelance, you know, game for at least the rest of this year. And, and, you know, we don't know, maybe another opportunity will present itself and I'm being open to that. But now I get an opportunity to really just kind of set my thoughts again, how good or bad that can be. We'll see as the, the year winds down. Uh, but but still, it's just nice to to kind of take some deep breaths and, and be like, okay, let me reset. And it's coming at a time where I need to, to press the, the reset button. Yeah. I, I feel that way about the end of the year too. I always do. My best moment of clarity was when I had a tonsillectomy and I had 14 days where I couldn't talk and I couldn't watch TV. Uh, and, you know, I was basically just either sleep or awake thinking. And I had the best clarity, but it took 14 days. And I had that same clarity in Greece, but it was a little different. But it's different when you cannot talk to anyone. You can't, you know, say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. You can't workshop anything. It's just all in your mind. That's the best clarity uh, that I had. Not that I recommend having <laughs> a, a surgery and having recovery, but if you can get quiet for like a really good amount of time to say like, hey, I'm going to unplug, try your best to do so because it's it's invaluable. Oh, for sure. And, and most of us will have the opportunity to have at least a week off with the holiday break quickly approaching. You know, so for that, we definitely encourage you guys to to take a second and, and reflect and, and really, you know, what Joy was saying in her weekly wellness newsletter of you know, realizing what didn't happen like it was supposed to, but yet what were the positives in those differences that you didn't anticipate, you know, for the first time. And, and I want to, you know, go again, there's, this was week 50 of the weekly wellness newsletter mm-hmm. that you sent out. There's two more weeks left on the new weekly wellness newsletter. If you played yourself for the entire 2018, at least you got two weeks. You got two more I weeks. I feel like there's three weeks left. Are there three, three weeks left? Should I have started at like, I might have started a little like sooner. week zero. Yeah, you might have you did that. Yeah, because I think there's three weeks left. So sorry, y'all. <laughs> so yeah, you got, you got shortchanged yeah. a week. Uh, but you still had two more weeks. To, to join the, the weekly wellness and for those who have been a part of it for all 50 weeks thus far, we'd be very interested and in, I know Joy for sure would be interested in, in hearing your feedback on how was the newsletter beneficial for you? What parts did you gravitate more towards? Was it you know the opening paragraph? Was it the challenges, the quotes, the, the physical, physical challenge, challenge the, the savings plan, the book? Yeah. We would just be very interested to know because as we move into 2019, obviously we're going to spend some time together collectively thinking how we can you know, improve the weekly wellness newsletter. And I say we loosely uh, because this is very much Joy's project, uh, but we do bounce ideas off um, in that preparation. So as we you know, move into 
to a new year. You're the editor. You can get Yeah, no, I do. I do kind of edit, and I made some suggestions in the beginning when when it when it came together. He, you helped me format. Yeah, so it would just be good. You know, what what things did the you operations. like? <laughs> what things did you like? What things would you like to see added into the newsletter? There's some elements that that you think like, oh, it'd be really beneficial if you can add these different parts because wellness very much is a whole. Yeah, it, it, it embodies so much, and you know, joy just gives a few sprinkles into a, a few different wellness categories. So we'd be very interested um, to know about that, and, and not just the weekly wellness newsletter. Now, joy and I will also be interested in hearing from you guys things that you would like to see improved on the show. You know, we got I read a, a comment that was left on our our page, which was you know very interesting. It was saying you know they used to love our podcast, but you know more recently you know it's changed. They're they're not digging it the same way. And and I was just like, oh, great! You know, it's like it, it's good sometimes to to get those. Yeah, we need all feedback, those, not just. Yeah, I we, mean, we love positive feedback. Of Don't course, wrong, we definitely like yeah. the the positive feedback. But you learn from the constructive feedback as well. And that was one comment that I had saw in particular. But if you know you've been rocking with us for a minute, and you're just like, oh, okay, well, the the tone of the podcast has changed. You know, I kind of like. You know, when you guys were doing more of this, or what if you tried exploring a little bit of that? Uh, we want to hear that feedback. You know, it, it's easy for us. I shouldn't say it's easy, but you know, when you know, we're sitting here recording episodes week after week, Joy and I are, are producing what we think is the best content. And keep in mind, because our life is our show, depending where we're at within our relationship, how we're feeling mentally, physically that week, or emotionally, it will. That's the show you're going to get. Yeah, Yeah. that's what you're going to get because we don't sugarcoat our show. Um, So if we're going through a a time of we're not feeling each other, you may get a few weeks of bickering on the show because that's just where we're at within our relationship. Mm -hmm. And that may not be as enjoyable to listen to, uh, but it's also authentic and real. And we don't want to sit here and record a show that's like, oh, hey, we're doing really, really well. And when we get off camera... We're not digging each other because I think that's doing a disservice to why we created this platform was to tell an authentic representation of what marriage looks like. And, and it's not always glitz and glam. You, know, you sit there and, and you'll hear YouTube stars talk about it all the time. You know, they're producing content and then they just got to unplug and take a break because what they're producing is not what they're living. Mm-hmm. And, and so we just always want to make sure that, that we're being as fully present with you guys and fully as authentic. Um, so any suggestions that you have, topics that you wish we would dive in a little more, you know, maybe adding some segments into the show that you w- would like to see week over week, you know, anything. You know, this is a, a collaborative process, and, and we say that honestly and sincerely. And I think if you guys have been following us, following us for a while, you would understand that, and I hope you have understood that. So please, any feedback that you have, good, bad, or indifferent, is welcomed. And not just on the podcast, but as far as the podcast goes, as far as the weekly wellness newsletter, the credit card course, the 15 must-have conversations before saying I do anything. And if there are offerings that we don't currently have that you would like to see, we aren't open book going into 2019. Because as I said, you know, this year I, I thought we would be able to be more fruitful um, with our Love Jay's brand and, and not saying that it wasn't fruitful, but what I envisioned at the top of the year didn't necessarily come to fruition. Now I'm looking in, in December of 2018. And you know, for whatever reason that is, I don't know. It could be a combination of things, but we can only, the only way we can know 
what did and didn't work is from your feedback. You know, we we need some some views outside of the box, and it's it's very important for you guys to to pass along that information to us. So please, anything you can share would be very, very, very important and beneficial for us. So yes, all that <laughs> aside, so New York. <laughs> yes, New, New York. York. We had such a good time. You know, for for me, I I I loved being in the cold. You know when. Coming from Los Angeles, you don't really get seasons out here. And I had never had a real winter Christmas. And I had always wanted to make my Home Alone dreams come true. And it was brick outside. Yeah, I I, I did it for you. <laughs> That's how I feel. Like, you know, I was there for family and friends. I would have been cool if we were inside 90% of the time. And we were being frugal about the situation, so we were walking everywhere. Uh, we took a couple lifts, a couple lifts and some trains, but, like, sometimes we had no choice but to walk. If I would have been there by myself, I would have been lifting. Like, there's just, no. I had n- no desire to walk in the cold. Feel the elements. The ele- it's no. just, it was just nice, like, just little things I that I don't get to experience. deep-seated loathing of being cold. Like, I don't like being cold it's not an enjoyable thing for me i'm i'm always cold feel my hands right now yes they are like right. i'm i'm always cold so to add more coldness on top of that is just it's not a pleasant situation for me so no i was not feeling the cold like you were but i embraced the situation as much as possible because i knew that you needed to live your best new york in the winter life and i just thanked god the whole time that it was not snowing like i don't know what we would have done in snow it did snow briefly on our last day there. On our last day, yeah, we were yeah. in Brooklyn. But but it didn't, uh, yeah, I don't know what I would have done if I was cold and wet. Oh, no. no and I'll be honest, I'm kind of glad it didn't snow <laughs> and, and rain because it would have been a different trip. Yeah. Now, how much I like being in the cold and feeling the elements, I wouldn't have been mugging, you know, mopping around the city in puddles and snow. We would have had to figure something out else out i would have had my moments of fun and play don't get it twisted but i wouldn't have been that ridiculous okay yeah because we were like, i, mean, I have were walking a lot i mean we went to denver when it was snowing like we were in the mountains i was 100 percent playing in the snow and having a blast and wanted to walk in the snow the whole nine but this new york and denver was just it's a different situation so i yeah. wouldn't have i wouldn't have maneuvered that same way if it was snowing but i'm happy to say that i made my home alone dreams come true Yes, and that's all that I wanted this trip to be. I finally got to see the Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center, and it was it was it just made me excited. I was it's a I real was tree, you guys. I thought is I, it a real tree? Did we confirm that? It, I don't want to say that on. on I don't want to put that on record. Pretty sure it's it looks a real like tree. a real tree because there were like branches that had fallen, and they had wires that were running through that would look like I it was supporting tree. the tree. I, Cause, like, I think some it parts is too. Were, like saggy, like a real tree. I, I feel like fake trees are like ding. You know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> like I am a tree and I am glorious and I will never falter. Uh, and real trees are like, yeah, I was plucked out the forest and I'm dying. So that is true. It was yeah. it was great. It, I I I was. <laughs> I was just happy and all the people ice skating for those who saw my ice skating debacle in Denver oh last gosh. year I did not want to repeat that same performance so I stayed off the ice this go around I think you would have done better because those skates they did you they, they did, did you they played on me the on the skates they did we should, but I, we should post that video again no just we're not to, we don't need to repost that video we, uh, we don't if need I were to. on Instagram I would treat you guys yeah we don't we don't really need to relive that if you, you saw should it just go through our feed if you saw it you saw it if you want to see yeah. it you're gonna have to do some scrolling to find it and that's and, I think and it was that's this where time I'm last it. year it like, was right around this yeah. time 
but I'm I'm not gonna <laughs> make it easy for you guys to find. If you want to laugh, go ahead and laugh. It's and I'm sure some thing. of you guys will immediately be able to find it and <laughs> repost it and just bring humor to the world. If you need laughter in your life, it is a great video to bring laughter because I think it was our most commented post ever. Oh. We just I got dragged all across the internet. I've just never in my life seen someone in so much <laughs> pain and everyone ignore it. Like no one. <laughs> No one was looking at you. And I knew I'm like, they have to see you because you're you're huge. You're a very tall person with very long limbs. And the way that you were scuttling across <laughs> The struggle was was too real. It was, it was too real. So I, I didn't I didn't relive it. But there was a couple one ice skating, a gentleman proposed to his girlfriend once yeah. everyone cleared the ice, which was really, really nice. With and John she Legend was playing. And she was on the struggle bus herself. She was. And you know, the way they, they had did it is she was latched onto the, the edge, like far opposite from where you would enter. And everyone got off the ice and then you saw one of you know the employees who worked for the, the, the skating rink like kinda scoot her escort her towards the end of the ice but then they ended up stopping in the middle and and john legend was playing in the background he got on one knee and it was probably in front of at least a thousand people proposed on the ice it was very beautiful and of course being the sap that we are i was so excited and yelling and clapping and screaming yeah congratulations it, it was really really proposals cute. are exciting they are so congr- they are. congratulations, congratulations to, to, to the couple. couple and there was another proposal later did you see the other one no but I, it was while the ice everyone was still on the ice really i yes. missed that that one yeah so two proposals there was two proposals i wonder if that's like a place i mean that's but the definitely first guy a good place killed it yeah, because the, no one was no on one ice. was on yeah. the ice and yeah. john legend was in the background oh that's why i said me. good for you hunty he has money yeah. well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that that's necessarily the case he could have just he could have just asked the the people like, hey, can no you clear the ice? You think like, he planned yeah, that more? Clear the ice for you. All right. Well, so maybe you can propose. Well, maybe he just chipped out a little bread. Whatever it is, like you got to make your proposals memorable. I'm all about People making. People are your proposals nice, but memorable. they also really enjoy, you know, business. So that that, that is especially true. in New York. Like, hey, I'm going to do this free service for you in the, one of the most crowded tourist attractions at the most popular time of year. Very true. All true yeah, points. For free. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so maybe he had to drop a little coin, but whatever yeah. he did, he was able to do it. It was yeah. great. We saw the windows yeah. on Fifth Ave, which were, I thought they were going to be better in my mind, but I still enjoyed them. I thought they were going to be a little bit better too, but at the end of the day, they were windows. windows. You know, so it's like. And they were very impressive. Yeah. If you think about what they did my inside favorite, these windows. Yeah, my favorite were. Um, was Saks Fifth and then Macy's was good. I feel like Macy's was and good. And I like that kids. other store. What was that store I'd never heard of? Uh Bergdorf and Goodman? Yes. They had yeah. good windows. They were across from remember, Tiffany and Co. I don't remember that one being all that good. I like the Louis Vuitton too. Wasn't that were they the Grinch one? Wasn't that the Grinch oh, one? Oh no, that was uh that wasn't Bloom was that Bloomingdale's? No, Bloomingdale's was the the, the diamond one. Was with it Barney's? The Maybe it was Barney's. Could have been Barney's. Okay. But now it was, uh, I don't want to sit here and, and, yeah. and think about it. But we it was, don't know. We, no, but we I, saw I don't windows. Remember. I liked so- Saks Fifth, and Saks Fifth also had like the Christmas light show. So if you're, if you're in New York, go see it. Uh, my favorite part of the trip was definitely the fact that I got to go see Mean Girls on Broadway. If anyone knows me, especially in person, I have been obsessed with Mean Girls since 2004 when it dropped. I believe it was April 2004. I went to the movie theater with like 10 of my girlfriends. And then it was uh, the middle of, we were between shows. It was a ballet performance and we had one a matinee and an evening performance. And between those shows, we were still like in our ballet clothes and sweats and went to go see Mean Girls. And it was just like the best thing 
ever. Uh, and yeah, the the so I didn't expect the play to be like amazing. I was like, okay, I, this is Mean Girls, so let me not have high expectations. But I still really, really want to see it, even though Tina Fey wrote it. So it's like, and I love Tina Fey. It was excellent. I really, really enjoyed it. The songs were great. The dancing was great. The performances were amazing. The writing was on point. I really enjoyed it. It was a great show. It was a, it was I, a it good show. It exceeded my expectations for sure. Definitely exceeded yeah. the expectations. You do need to be a fan of Mean Girls yes. or have at least seen the movie multiple times yeah. to get it. <laughs> what I thought they, they did a, a good job of was keeping it true to the story but also bringing the writing into 2018 uh, yeah. and having some punchy jokes that were funny and timely. Yeah. Which was good. The people who are on Broadway in New York are just, just talented. disgustingly talented. Yeah. Like I've seen plays in LA and I've seen plays in New York. And it's and it's no shade to to those who work in LA, because if you're working on Broadway anywhere, you're talented. Mm-hmm. But it's like that New York talent is is just a it's a next level talent. Yeah. Like they are just so good. Their singing is impeccable. Like their acting is good. I was like, you guys are brilliant. I, I always enjoy seeing people live out their purpose. Like when, when anytime I see someone who's just wholly living and doing exactly what they're supposed to do, it inspires me to go live fully and do exactly what I'm supposed to do as but well. But then I wonder too, like if you were to really sit down and talk to everyone there, would they say like, I'm living my purpose, I'm doing what I meant to do? Or mm. would they... I, I think the stars of the show I was like, if sure. you're, I was like, if you're the lead yeah, yeah, of a yeah. major Broadway play, I feel like you yeah. worked your life for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, because I do think there's a lot of people that worked their life to get somewhere. And it's not what they want it to no. be. Or they Who think. Our, 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 friend, our good friend Jace over at Kiss and Tell said, what did he say? It's okay for your dreams to change? or yes. he, Something along the lines of that. It's Just, okay for what you want to change. Yeah. And then it's like, it's also okay for the people, you know, it's also okay for the people that were once your friends to no longer be your friends. It's that same, that same principle yeah, in life. Things change. They but do. I, I, if I had a guess, uh, probably most people on Broadway are geeking out and living their best life. For sure. Yeah. Definitely. I think though, if you, maybe you've been in this ensemble for years and years and your dream is to be a lead. Oh, I and can you've see been the in the ensemble for like, you know, seven years. It's like, yeah, I'm on Broadway, but not in the way that I want to be. Definitely. Yeah. And that's okay yeah. to be be frustrated. And I actually want to lean in more to to that statement about you know it's okay to to change. And I think what happens in life is you know, we limit change for your life and your mindset to be like twenty five and younger. And the older I'm getting, and the more people I talk to are older than me, is like people constantly want to do different things and we penalize people for wanting them to change their life. And I don't know where in life this decided to become a bad thing, but it, I, I want to encourage anybody and everyone saying it's okay to, to have a change of heart. You know, something that you may have loved to do at 25 is not something that you want to do at 35 or 45. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yes, you may have more life responsibilities at those points. So you may have to move a little right. bit differently. You have to be more strategic in how you go about it. But to be miserable for your entire life because you had to change your heart at 45, I think is a really, really shitty reality to live with. Right. And Michelle Obama you know, talked about that in her book of when she had her moment of saying, I don't want to be a lawyer anymore. Right. And she worked her entire life you know, she went to, was that Princeton Law? Mm-hmm. Or, and, you know, here she is, you know, 
got this degree from a prestigious university and then wakes up and says, I don't want to do this. And then her mom had told her that you can be happy later. And she had the courage to say, like, no, that's not what <laughs> not I'm going to do. And now Michelle LaVon Robinson is <laughs> Michelle Obama. Like, uh, yeah. we, we see that. But she had the courage at that time where society wasn't right. as lenient, especially as a black woman, yeah. to be able to say, like, no, like, I'm going to do something different. Right. And also, I just want to, because, again, the feminist in me, I want to say she's more than Michelle Obama. Like, she, she, she was, I know, I know, but just, I have to say it. I know that you didn't mean it that way. And this actually goes it's gonna, into... And I'm exactly why I'm leaning to my I next I know, point. I know. But, but it's, it's not a sensitivity issue in, in this case. It's, it's being aware of what you're saying and how you're saying I'm, it. I'm, people know Michelle as Michelle Obama. I'm that's, not saying that she is because she's fair. Barack's wife. Okay. I didn't, I just, if I said now she's we Barack's have wife, to clear it up. We have to clear yeah, okay. it up. You know, I, jump in, jump I'm, in, jump I'm, in. I'm, I'm at the point. I've reached my limit. I've, I've reached my limit with sensitivity in America. I think we have gotten to the point where we are becoming way too sensitive about anything and everything. And this is mostly from the left side and the liberal side of politics. And I definitely I, I identify as a, as a Democrat, but I'm. I'm reaching my wit's end with the amount of political correctness and sensitivity that we have to be on every single topic and understanding. And what kind of set it off for me was the, you know, Kevin Hart was set to host the Oscars. And then, you know, some tweets surfaced from 2011 and he decided to step away from being the host of the Oscars. And I just... I'm frustrated that now our reaction in society is, oh, let's just fire him. Get rid of your job because you made a, a mistake or you said something that wasn't nice or kind. Mm-hmm. The social climate in 2011 is different than the social climate in 2018. Where I think we are failing our future generation and just Americans in general is I'm not mad that you want to address something that was said in the past or done previously. But instead of firing people and just saying, oh, we're going to be done with you and we're going to move Off on. With this head. We need to, won't we use these, these you know, times as a teaching moment where we can come in and say, okay, Kevin Hart, you made these comments. Everyone is so sensitive these days that we need to address this. We still want you to host the Oscars, but let's sit down and have a discussion. I'm saying, why did you make these comments? What was your mindset in 2011? And saying, I genuinely did feel like this in 2011, but over the past seven years, I've learned more. I've grown more as an individual, and I've been able to have these thoughts, and, and it's okay to change as people. And it's not just Kevin Hart. You know, there's, there's people, who is it, Megyn Kelly? Yeah. When she made the, the blackface comment. That was the other one. I went and watched the video, and, and I was not up in arms about no. what she had said. Now, did she need to be addressed on I, what was talked about? I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't go as far as say I wasn't up in arms. It's not that. It's because it was a f- offensive, but you could tell she genuinely yes. did not know she, she was being offensive. She was trying to figure out why it's offensive. And if, if I consider Me- Megyn Kelly and her background and her probably her circle of influence, I can see why she didn't get it. Does that mean she gets to get away with not knowing for the rest of her life? No, Absolutely it, not. it doesn't mean yeah. that. But to say, oh, I'm going to fire you because of this? I don't think this, you need to like, lose her show. Why, no. do not, why don't we then bring in people to have yes. a conversation? Let's, let's on TV give the historical context yeah. of blackface, then have her come to that moment and realizing understanding. It was like, oh, I just made a real dumb comment. Yeah. But to be like, oh, you're fired. Like, I just, like, we're, we're, 
you eliminate the, doing, the room for yeah, growth. Yeah, we're doing yeah. way too much. I mean, we have we have someone in office who has been the most offensive president in in the history of the He's office like most the most likely. offensive person Yet, ever like, like no punishment has has, has been had like with everything he said he's done going back to to the tapes of locker room talk like nothing has been done yet you know, people who make semi close statements now we want to just say off with their head and, and and i'm i'm getting real sick of it i'm really yeah. getting sick of it and i understand that it's important to be inclusive and it's important to to, to have an understanding of all points of view we need that as a society because you can't move forward if you don't have a full understanding but to then say well we're going to fire you or we're going to cancel you, or we're going to be done with you because of something you said five years, 10 years, 15 years ago, and we're not allowing these to be teachable moments. I, I, I just think we're, we, we have gone off our rails with the polarization of, of politics and in society is that we don't, we don't have no middle, we have no middle ground. Right, but I think the other side of things is that people are hurting and they're lashing out at what they feel they can control. Because things are so polarized politically, any control that they have, especially media, you figure it's pretty liberal in general. So any intolerance, they're like, oh, be done with it because they can't get rid of 45. Like, you know, I think that's the other side of things is that it's so intense right now because people feel afraid and hurt and like they have very little control. Like that's, that's the truth. So I, I, while I hear what you're saying and I do agree I like to think of, okay, but why is this happening? And, and that's an even bigger issue to address. But I, I, yeah, I agree with you that we need to have teachable moments instead of, you know, burning people at the stake. Yeah, it, it's sitting yeah. here, like, when we want to... Unless wanna, they're beyond repair, like, obviously. For sure, but if yeah. we want to sit here, like, originally, I like to come and sit at the table with someone who may disagree with me. Let, let's sit down and come to an understanding, and we may have a, an agree to disagree, but at least we can talk. I just feel like those conversations aren't even allowed to happen anymore because it's like, well, you said this, I'm going to fight you, I'm going to... We're just, we're, we're just so damn I'm mad mm-hmm. about everything. And I'm just like, I, I, I get it. We're frustrated. We're in a, in a social climate that is, is not very welcoming on the, on the, on the surface. I get it. I, I, I understand it. And now there's a time if you're a part of a marginalized group where your voice can be heard and representation matters. I, I understand all of that. But I, I, at some point, we have to realize that our methods and how we're doing things are not necessarily conducive to change that we want to see. Like what, what change do you get from, from saying, oh, we're, we're, you step away, you're, you're fired? Right. You don't necessarily get, you're like, well, now I can't do this. So if I have thoughts that may be wrong or ill-informed, now I can't even express them for fear of losing my job. Right. And then you end up with a problem we've had this whole time, right? Where so, people are like secretly. Yeah. So they're just suppressed repressing and, and repressing their feelings. Yeah. And then this happens. And now all that, all that emotion yeah. just gets let out Yeah, because there's been no space to have a conversation, to learn, to educate, to grow. Like, it's just, oh, dumb at you. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I just, it's, it's too much. It's just becoming way too much on, on both sides of the spectrum. 
is like, I, I, I need somebody to, to come in next. I need a moderate to come in and be the next president. So for the Democrats, can, can you put up someone who's a, 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 a moderate who can work on both sides for the Republicans? Can we put up some type of moderate? Because this extreme left agenda, this extreme right agenda is just becoming way too polarizing. And the sensitivity in America is, is through the absolute roof. And, and I, I'm tired of it. The sensitivity is through the roof, but so is the insensitivity. That's the problem. Is that That's real. Bo- both of those things are happening. And again, so polarizing. Yeah, that's why I'm saying we can't dismiss uh, the things that are being said, the, the, the groups that are being hurt. But then you have people that are well-intentioned who aren't these people who are trying to attack groups, who are genuinely have feelings that are problematic, sure, but hey, let's work through that. Let's have a conversation about it because you are a reasonable person. I know you don't have hate in your heart, so let's, let's yeah, talk I, and, about and it. And let's be clear. I'm not sitting here, oh, you know, let's be carte blanche and everyone who's, you know, these walking white supremacist groups and these KKK organizations, like, oh, we should just allow them to continue because they're just expressing ignorance. No, that's based in hate. You know, there, there's a, there's yeah. a big difference when your, your source is yeah. based in hate and you're just publicly right. demonstrating that without any penalty. That, that, there's a difference yeah. of, of and being that based in that. should go without saying. For sure. <laughs> But, but, it but I got to say that too. You have to you know, say I, I got to be super, yeah. super clear. Well, like, even with, with the everything. Michelle Obama thing, I, I didn't attack you for it, but I had to make it clear. Like, okay, are you saying this or are you saying this? And you said, oh, I'm saying this, and it was fine. Yeah. It's so just, like, all this polarization. Yeah. Can we just get to a and point where there's a conversation. It will settle. It will settle. But right now, um, I do think a lot of it's it's not necessary for us. As much because we do understand quite a few things uh, from a marginalized standpoint, but it is very necessary for for other groups of people. Like the fact that Megyn Kelly could say, "Like, hey, what's the big deal about blackface?" Like, tells you that it hasn't reached everyone. Yet. It hasn't. You know, that, that, that's the thing. Like, it hasn't. It hasn't quite reached everyone. And again, I don't feel like she should have lost her show because of it. I think. I, I would have loved to have seen them bring in a panel and, you know, her have a discussion, her her speak her standpoint, honestly, like, hey, this is how I grew up. These are costumes that we loved and adored and people that we admired um, and we wanted to look like them because it's Halloween. And then somebody explained, like, hey, my culture can't be a costume and here, this is how here it's Here are damaging. all the receipts. Yes. And then exactly. at that point, if she goes, well... You guys are dumb, and I don't agree, and I'm gonna continue to say this. Well, now then we have a decision. Gone. Yeah, then yes. we have a decision to make. Right. I, I just feel like it's an immediate. Right. We're we're it, being reactive instead of proactive. Okay. I, I just, just we're completely reactive, and I think if you live your life completely reactive, you're you're not going to you're not gonna have live the life that you want. So I'm just I, I, we just need some some calmness to <laughs> I just declare calmness over over our our society and and I encourage you guys just engage in a conversation. And with someone, and and be able to, to find some type of middle ground. And finding a middle ground doesn't mean you agree, but right. let's try to to try to find. And some also, type of that ground. means reaching for some rationality within yourself. Because again, when you're hurt and you feel powerless, you you start to get a little irrational. Yeah, you lash out. Yeah. So you know, it's it's easy. I think when you're in a different headspace to say like, oh, find someone who's different from me. But if you are in no space to hear anyone that thinks differently than you, and if they think differently than you, then they are the enemy, then you're not going to have a productive conversation. All facts. Yeah. So that's your challenge for this week. Yeah. On top of sending us some feedback. We yeah. want to hear that too. On top of reflecting on what's supposed to be, Ooh, you know? Yes, <laughs> just reflection on deck, yeah. on deck, on deck. You get homework on this show. You know how we roll. 
Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Married Millennials. Make sure you subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you are loving what you're hearing, please leave us a review and, of course, share it with your friends. And as always, let's keep the conversation going online. You can head up to our website, lovejays.com, and you will see all of our social media icons right there at the top of the page. Thanks again, and we'll see you next Tuesday.